been three hours of this. No three fear. hours. No regret. My name is Jamin. I'm Casey. And I'm Olivia. And may you have a le miserable day. I don't think uh, that's. What I'm pretty we sure want. it's a nice thing in French to say to people. No. We're no, going through <laughs> Revelation. False. All false. <laughs> and we're in Revelation 7. When we come across this passage, then one of the elders addressed me, which the, the, the elders are these like spiritual beings of heaven, right? You can watch our episode on the elders if you want to get more of an idea as to what we would speculate they are based on some studies of the scholarly sort. Uh, saying, the elders addressed me saying, who are these clothed in white robes? From where have they come? And then John, I said to him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. <laughs> All right, let's pause there. I want... Is there anything strange about this conversation to you? <laughs> yes. Go on. I mean... Didn't we talk about this last I week? I thought we talked about this part last time. No, no, no. We did the multitude of every nation. I thought we talked about washing in the blood and becoming white. Yeah, so we filmed two episodes last time, and we got into this in the first episode before we scratched it and started over. Uh, okay. So you're remembering a false episode of okay. this multiverse of madness. Jackson Cloud madness. Yes. So what's strange about this episode? Strange about this passage? I mean... Washing anything in blood usually does not help it become white. It's true. It's That's true. Yeah, sure. Unless it's Jesus' blood, in which case we're talking about a redemptive kind of purifying blood, right? In this case, of course, we're talking like uh, our sins are being washed, yes. washed away. John's taking those kinds of elements. Uh, if you truly want to be righteous, holy, perfect, pure, then only Jesus' cleansing blood can do that. So he's taking the lamb, sacrificial lamb elements that we know of the cross, applying it to Jesus, who in Revelation is a what? Lamb. A le- Thank you, Olivia. So, <laughs> is a lamb. And so he's, yeah, he's helping us see those elements there. Sorry, the way you phrased that caught me off guard. But yes, he was a lamb. Yeah. You phrased that very weirdly. All right. <laughs> but, but still, I mean, why didn't they just use bleach? Because they didn't have it at the time. Casey? Jesus is the bleach of the spiritual realm, Casey. Oh, okay. And then... Can... Yes, spiritual bleach. Why do I have... a pure, like a, I can see it already at a Christian festival in that weird booth in the back where there's, instead of Sprite, it says Spirit. Now there's like that, that bleach guy... With the bald man, Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean. But it's Jesus for some reason. White Jesus holding bleach and pouring it out and blood's coming out. This is your guys' fault. I am so happy this happened. I have an idea for some Jackson Cloud merch. I just want to put that out there. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we've got the the... Jesus sacrificial lamb elements going on. There's something else kind of weird here, though, like just story wise. Did everybody catch it? I was too focused on the bleach part. Okay, all right. Yeah. Let me read it again. The elder comes up, says, Who are these clothed in white robes, and from where have they come? 
And I said, you know. <laughs> and he said, these are the ones coming out of the Great Tribulation. <laughs> so, well, if you already knew, why'd you ask? Yeah, that's a, uh, thank you. Yeah, that's more or less what I'm getting at here. Yeah, that's very weird dialogue to write. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's just a strange, like, I don't know, you tell me. You're aware, right? But this actually takes us back into, like, Ezekiel and Zechariah. So back back in the day of the Old Testament, there became a, uh, a theme kind of thematic... How did I say that? A theme came about in apocalyptic literature, of which we have a little bit of in the Old Testament, in which there's this motif of interpreting angels, where they show up and they interpret things for people. So what John's doing right here is he's experiencing a motif that has already been found in books like Ezekiel and Zechariah, which happen to be some of their favorite some of John's favorite books. He's quoting these ones all the time. So John, John has the same experience. In Ezekiel and Zechariah, angels would show up and say, what do you see? <laughs> and then Ezekiel or Zechariah were like, I see this. What does it mean? And the angel would be like, well, here's what it means. So it's just kind of like a strange conversation in the spiritual realm. Why do you think that happens in the Bible? Well, what's the significance of that? Bad writing. Well, no, actually, I would say it's because it's written. Sometimes you have to have those seemingly awkwardly put conversations because you need to get it down on the paper somehow. And like, I don't know. I guess that's just the way they chose to do it. <laughs> bad writing. Okay, so Casey says the Bible is bad writing and Olivia <laughs> says that... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that they're just having a conversation. That's the way the writing comes out. Any other thoughts as to why this might be going on? I have no idea why somebody would ask somebody a question they already knew. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. You've never asked anyone a question where you knew the answer already. Or any teacher of any class ever asking a question... And when people answer it, they're like, no, that's not the answer. And you're like, yeah, no, that answers your question. It's just not the answer you wanted. Right, but that's different. Like, <laughs> if you're actually trying to teach somebody something, well, I can see how them. Well, you know that this isn't a teaching moment? Yeah. Because it doesn't seem like it would be a teaching moment. It's revelation. An angel draws attention to something specific that doesn't feel like a teaching moment? Nope. Hey, what's that? I don't know. I'll tell you what that is. No, that would be correct writing. Not, not, hey, what's that? I don't know. Do you know? Yeah, actually, I do know. Like, it's, it's, it's the same thing. Yeah, I don't that's know. Why, no, why, do you, why do you, you think those two things thing. are different? Those are very different things. They're not very different it's things. It's slightly different, but they're the same thing. That one in the Bible is more awkward. But it's, it's, when the Bible's awkward, there's usually like intention behind that to get your attention. So, in this case, there actually uh, hasn't been like a whole lot of writing from anyone really digging into the interpreting angel motif, but it is a motif that comes up in the Bible where they're like, angel shows up, points something out, person acknowledges, angel explains. And John is now continuing in that apocalyptic But, hey, tradition. look over there is different than, do you know what that is? Like, Well, it's starting a conversation. I do that with my kids all the time. That's, that's different. 
Is it? Yes, yes it is. I um, would say it's not different. Cuz you would like in this is. in this context it would be like the kid saying, "Hey, look. Look at this, Dada." You'd be like, "Oh, what is that? I don't know." Okay, but people do that with their kids all the time. Constantly. Like every day. Like a few times every like hour. Like that makes it more normal, not less normal, Casey. No, it's unusual for the kid to know what it is. No, because the, the adult's the one who knows what they ask the question anyway. What's the conversation you have? What? Here's a, here's an example. <laughs> there was once a group filming an episode called Jackson Cloud. Oh no! Where the pastor knew the answer or had a general idea as to where we were headed on an episode about a motif of interpreting <laughs> angels, and said. What do you think's going on here? And the people around him then were like, I don't know. To which the pastor was waiting for them to eventually stop so he could say, here's what's going on here. <laughs> there's, there's one example of just an everyday moment. <laughs> no, that's different. It's not different. Bo, because it swip, you switch the roles it's in the biblical case. It's different because you're wrong. No, it switches the roles in that case. In this case, it would be like the younger person informing the older person instead of the older person informing no, the younger person. because the, the angel would be like the, the older person. The angel asked first? Yes. Yeah. Okay, then I was totally wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just to re-clarify. Hold on, pull it back up. Oh, goodness. All right. This is a fun episode. The elder addressed me saying, who are these clothed in white robes and from where have they come? I said to him, sir, you know. He said, these are the ones coming out of the Great Tribulation. The elder being the angel. Don't try to fight it. Just let it happen. No, because it's the younger person answering. Yeah, the yes. one who doesn't know the answer. No, it's sir you know, and he said to me, oh, then the, <laughs> he is the me, okay. <laughs> Pronouns are hard, okay? <laughs> okay? Especially when I can't read it from way over there. So, um, there is a guy... Who wrote a book? <laughs> David P. Mel Melvin, uh, in his book, The Interpreting Angel Motif in Prophetic and Apocalyptic Literature, it's basically just his dissertation. Did you just say that people don't write books about this? That's exactly what he says in his book, which is why I wrote a book about this. Or in this case, a, 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 whatever word I just said a second, dissertation turned into a book. Uh, he points out the deity or angel's role as interpreter of the vision corresponds to that of the diviner so that one could understand divine slash angelic interpretation of symbolic dreams slash visions as an acceptable alternative to condemned forms of divination. That sounded way more complicated than it needed to. Uh, yeah, what did he actually say? <laughs> yeah, uh, more or less like just remember in the ancient world that there's a whole lot of... Um, ways to deduct information from the spiritual realm, right? Whether okay. it's astrology or cutting deduct? out. You can't say astrology is real in church. Deduct or deduce? <laughs> deduce. Okay. What? No, I mean, in the Bible, astrology is a real thing. I know. It's something that the, the, like, the Israelites were generally to stay away from Except for in some rare circumstances where God would... Never mind. We don't have time to... Astrology and Zodiac are two separate things. 
Not these days. They all become kind of intertwined as a looking to the heavens for... No, I saw them separate in my head. <laughs> we have fought enough with you today. I'm not going to keep doing this. Anyways. Hey, Casey, what's your astrological sign? Stop it! In, 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 anyways, in the... In, Sagittarius. What exactly. are you guys talking about? I'm proving my point. What? Just because I looked it up once... I no, didn't. my point was that they're the same thing. You just answered with your zodiac sign. As a good Christian, no, that's what you said, I don't though, right? <laughs> I said astro. Astro. I can't even say the word now. Astronomical. Astrological. No. <laughs> Why are we filming this episode? <laughs> Anyways, lots of ways to deduct spiritual information, be it you know witches, wizards, psychics, diviners. Or uh, uh, astrology, or cutting off the organs of an animal and putting them out in front of you to see what they're shaped like. Things throughout the, bone, the scatter of the bones is better. Throughout ancient times, they had lots of ways to divine, <laughs> to divine their answers from the gods. So, so. What this book is suggesting is that the interpreting angel motif is more or less a way in which, in which uh, God is communicating straight to his prophets with an intermediate person that adds legitimacy to the prophetic word. That was a lot of words. Does that make sense? Up until the last bit. So in, instead of a prophet just being like, here's a word I got, which is always a little like, is it real? Is it not? Like, even when we prophesy today, like, it takes discernment. Was that God? Was that me? Was that something else? Instead of, these, instead of John just like, this word came to me, John has, like, a legitimate spiritual experience. An angel came to me and explained on God's behalf the thing I saw. And they would all know, like, okay, angels, like, that's a legitimate form of spiritual communication. And the fruit appears right. That was an actual angel, not something masquerading as one. So John's prophetic word then, or Zechariah's prophetic word, or Ezekiel's prophetic word, now carry like an extra level of proven legitimacy because God sent an angel to stand in the gap between humanity and him. So they hold more weight. Yes. Why didn't I just say those three words? (laughs) 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 So the, the... the, interpret, the interpreting angel motif may very well be for that, so that these words hold more weight. And what, are, what is the weight of the words in which this angel spoke? He said, these are the ones coming out of the Great Tribulation. So these Christians in front of you, these ones clothed in white who have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, these are the ones coming out of the Great Tribulation. Why might they want to know for sure that God was telling them They would be clothed in white after great tribulation. Why does that need to be communicated through an angel instead of just like, I had a vision, I think. Because it holds more weight? Because it holds... (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Because it holds more weight and because this entire book of Revelation started with, hey, y'all are about to be persecuted. Some of you aren't going to make it. You know, like, what word more would you want, like... To double down on, not just well, John had a vision, and I'm I might make it. I'm okay, hoping he wasn't just uh, you know 
really low on sleep and hallucinating. No, 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 no. He Most saw an that. angel. He saw an angel uh, that communicated to this. So God sends an angel. Show them that thing. He's not going to get it. Then explain to him what that is. So there's like a conversational piece there going on. What I think is super interesting to point out, and I'll do this since our least liked video <laughs> or our most disliked video is about is the rapture a thing or not, to which, just in case you didn't watch it, my short answer is when Jesus comes back, we are raised up, but to come down with him, not to just like fly away and leave the earth to burn and all that. We meet God in the sky on the way down so that the new creation comes about. Anyways... I bring that up to say, who are, who are the ones who are clothed in white that the angel wants to double down on? Those that went through great tribulation. Thank you. <laughs> in other words, it's not this idea like, oh, we were all sucked away from the great tribulation and now we're clothed in white. It's like, no, these are the ones who... Who are coming out of the great tribulation. Like they suffered been through in it. it. Yeah. In other words, like. They didn't avoid it. They didn't avoid it. And they got a reward for it. Right. They are clothed in white now. Like there is great hope on the other side. Not just telling you this as a prophet. I literally talked to an angel that pointed this out. That's some pretty hefty statements right there in light of modern dislike thumbs down theology <laughs> so i just want to leave that they're not watching they didn't like that video so <laughs> uh-huh um i just want to put that out there and then after that um this elder goes on to explain more okay he says therefore they are before the throne of god they serve him day and night in his temple and he who sits on the throne which is of course jesus will shelter them with his presence and that word shelter is uh um it means like pitch a tent over them. Wait, what? Don't. It's pitch a tent. <laughs> pitch a tent. So it's like a tabernacle. Jesus is tabernacling over them, right? Which is his temple. It's his presence. So he who sits on a throne will pitch a tent with... <laughs> Anyone who knows old YouTube videos knows exactly why we're laughing right now. Don't search pitch a tent. Or do. It's hilarious. Pitch a tent. Okay. Um, and he who sits on the throne will shelter them, tabernacle over them with his presence. They shall hunger no more, neither shall they thirst anymore. Preach, preacher. The sun shall not strike them, nor any scorching heat. That's Kirk Franklin for you young people, Olivia. Who? Oh, gosh. For the lamb, the lamb, we've got reference to the lamb again, who just made them white through his shed blood. In the midst of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Well, get ready for a revolution. Oh, come on, oh, come on, oh, come on. I said, do you want a revolution? Do you want a revolution? Nope, not again. <laughs> what you feel and what you want, son? What a true son. All right. So anyways. We've had so many tangents. Uh, that was not my fault, Mr. Commit 100% to your false statements earlier. Um, 
I will show the light. It's fine. This is our episode on the interpreting angel motif. It's questionable as to if that's what this episode was really about when you zoom out to look at the transcript, but that's what it was about. So if there's very little said out there and written on it, this video may not have added too much to that conversation, uh, but um, nonetheless, we zoom in on that, and then we see this, this uh, statement that we see over and over again throughout Revelation. This is very much a book about martyrs. It is also very much a book about conquering, but it is a book about conquering through the shed blood of Jesus, which also could be the shed blood of ourselves, which is going to continue to play a huge role throughout the entirety of this story, where we often think we're seeing violence against the world, when in fact we might be seeing the world's violence against us. All that being said, that's another episode. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe down below. And uh, put comments. We like to read your comments, even if they're weird. A lot of you got some really weird comments. But it's okay. You didn't get this far in the video. You just saw a title, clicked on the Revelation video, scrolled down, started writing your comment, and um, um, never got this far. <laughs> Pretty much. And stop except, the spam. Except for one of you who we commented back to. Great comments. Yeah, we like hearing it. Join us on the Discord. That too. And we'll see you there. The second in the Trinity. I know you're feeling him. 500 days up until the new millennium. You're feeling him. Trump is like, black first, the last, the first, the first, the last that won't pass. So don't be caught slipping, brother. Don't be tripping, brother. And when you feel too much and you move too do you much, don't be stopping against us because you're still.